Welcome to the Kick It Out podcast. I'm Devin Shaw, and I'm here with Terry Samaras. And the first week of Celtics season is starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. So Wednesday. We got Sixers, Toronto, Knicks. Yes. Yes. That is our that is our schedule on the road in Philly at home for our first home game against Toronto and then back on the road the next day against the Knicks on Saturday. So obviously the real focus is on Philly because they're they've already been pretty much identified as our chief competition for not only the division, but the second seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, also, there's the subplot of Al Horford spurning us to go to our heated rival. Yep. Like a dickhead. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still having to get over Al Hor- Horford abandoning us. It's taken a little while, <laughs> but I finally gotten to the, the point where I just really don't like him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He had good years here. He never, I don't think he was ever the issue in the locker room. Um, he's always been there. You know what I mean? Like he was always a good glue guy and he never said the wrong thing. And, uh, I don't hate him. I, I wish he didn't go to the 76ers. This isn't like Ray Allen leaving us to go to the heat, but there's also a difference with the Ray Allen thing. We tried to fucking trade the guy. That's true. So Ray Allen, I don't have any ill will for Ray Allen. I mean, we, we tried to trade him Mm -hmm. and then he decided to leave after we, Tried to trade him. But we did offer him more money in free agency as well. That's true. That's true. So, I don't know. I mean, it was more, he just didn't see us winning anymore, and he wanted to go to the the, the top-heavy heat. It's kind of what Al Horford's doing. In a way, that's true. No, yeah. I can't argue that. But with Al, you know, we didn't win with him. Uh, he was good, but he wasn't great. He definitely took time off, he, like, games off, like, where he just wasn't existent, and then he would show up and play great for, like, three straight weeks and then he was, so he was inconsistent for sure yeah i mean there's a nickname for him called average al oh it's very true yeah not yeah. max money al. no no hey but whatever anyway it's going to be interesting to see him on another uh in another uniform i wonder if anna horford's going to be there <laughs> i was going to uh, say cheering him on right but so we were going to start with an over under segment but i yesterday late in the afternoon jalen brown signed a new contract yes so he's not going to become a re- restricted free agent. Actually, surprisingly, a lot of the rookies signed. I didn't think Heald would sign. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Jalen would sign. I thought Sabonis was going to get traded. They all got big money. Yeah. But Jalen got the most money. And I guess the ultimate question is, do you think it was an overpay? You know, he's the 29th highest paid player in the NBA now. <laughs> then, yes. <laughs> um, listen, I like Jalen. Uh, it's, he just finished his third year. There hasn't been too many improvements in his game ever since coming into the league. Unfortunately, no. um, his pros, he's pretty good on defense. Uh, he can dunk the ball. Very good. <laughs> um, he can, you know, he can jump out of the building. Uh, his offense needs work. I mean, you see him go on a, on a fast break. He, a lot of the times he just puts his head down, tries to draw contact and throws the ball off the top of the backboard. Yeah. Um, so uh, his three-point shooting is average. Uh, he can get it going, but at the same time, he's had games where he's just awful. Like he'll go two for two for eight, two for nine from the from the three-point line. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he was worth the money. Um, in order for Danny to keep him happy, 
and not be worrying about a contract the whole year and playing in a contract year. He gave him an, uh, an outrageous deal, and he even said afterwards he thought he was worth more than what he got. But did he really? He did, but he said he likes the situation in Boston, and when he saw when he ended up seeing the number, he ended up being happy and taking it. Um, we offered but, him 80 at first. Yes, which I think was great. What did he get, 100 and... 115 for four years. Yeah, and the incentives are a little crazy, so it's going to end up being less than that, but... Yeah, I mean, I will say last year it seemed like all of the younger players took a pretty large step back, and I think you that's the that's contributable to the locker room drama and everything that was the cloud that was hanging over the entire team's head. So I'm not exactly sure if I blame Jalen or Jason for their pretty mediocre seasons last year, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, Jalen has taken some steps, but. I don't know. I remember everybody was saying he's the next Kawhi Leonard. Right. I don't see that. Two years ago when we were talking about trading for Kawhi, Kawhi, I think I even said, like, why trade for Kawhi when we have a younger version of him? Yeah, no, I wanted to make that trade. (laughs) I would have traded my mother for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. Not an I love Kawhi. (laughs) I know. But... But he, at the time, he was injured. He was giving the Spurs a hard time. Oh, yeah. No, so, I, I mean, there it. were yeah. a lot of question marks around it. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, you didn't yeah. take that. Now, I think what, what I'm trying to say is we should temper our, our expectations of Jalen Brown being, you know, a top 15 player in the NBA. Right. Plus, he's not even our best young player. Yeah. Now. Would you put uh, Jalen Brown in the top 75 players in the NBA right now? Oh, yeah. In the top seventy-five, yeah, but definitely not in the top thirty. No, which he's getting paid. Which he's like. getting paid for, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I think it's twenty-eight million a year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I was talking to my cousin about it. He's he's a big Celtics fan, and he does not like this at all. He actually sent me a tweet uh, comparing Jalen Brown's twenty eighteen to Terrence Ross's twenty eighteen. And Terrence Ross, you know, he's gotten beat pretty much across the board. Yeah. But, you know, you have to take in, uh, situations into effect. Obviously, Jalen Brown is like the fifth option on our team last year. Yeah. Whereas Terrence Ross was like the number two. And sure. he played more minutes and he just wasn't the first option to touch the ball and shoot, obviously. So you have to take into situations when uh, when comparing players and stuff like that. He said a good comp comparison player for Jalen was Chris Levert. And I think I think Levert is a very crafty ball handler. I think also he, I think he's just better right than Jalen Brown. And he's getting paid a lot less than Jalen Brown now. Yeah, he's still on also his leg almost fell. Oh yeah, true. Year, so I don't know. I mean, I like Jalen. I'm a fan of Jalen. I think out of all the players on the roster, he's the one that I I wouldn't mind being used as a trade piece. Obviously, he won't be traded now. I don't know how you would. Yeah. Unless now he is a I guess there are ways. Anybody can be traded. Yeah. But as you know, I've always been open to moving him. I would have moved him for Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have moved him for Kawhi. Right. He's the first thing I think of in putting in a trade package. I'd rather trade him than trade Marcus Smart, which is something I never thought I'd say. Right. And he's get, I think Marcus Smart is better than Jalen, and he's getting paid way less than Jalen. Yeah. Now. Yeah. No, for sure. What do you get? 40? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Smart's a top 100 player. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I the one thing I'd say about Jalen is I after watching a few of the Team USA games, it looked like he was taking some steps in terms of his ball handling skills. Mm. I was hoping last year, being around uh, Kyrie all the time, he would have picked up some of his good habits and become a better dribbler, specifically when trying to use his powerful moves and his large frame to get into the hole. 
Now, he was making some pretty crafty layups for Team USA, so maybe he's made the jump in that regard. We'll see. I know he had that one game where he was the leading scorer for them, and he looked dominant. So, you know, I we'll see what Jalen does this year. I'm very interested. I'm almost more interested to see him perform than I am to see Jason Tatum. Yeah. Because I think, I think I expect more from Tatum, but and I just think he's going to do it as opposed to Jalen Brown, which I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And we just mortgaged a potential huge amount of our cap space to him. But I find it interesting that he's the first rookie in 10 years that Danny has re-signed before restricted free agency. I think the last one was Rondo. So it's been a while. So he must love Jalen. Yeah, I mean, so he's seeing something we're not. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. He always thinks he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, um, uh, he is pretty smart. Is he? He is. He is. I don't give lectures at Harvard. This is true. Yeah, but maybe. But what was it? I think coming out of college, I think a lot of the GM said he was too smart for his own good. Yeah, <laughs> which is I think an awful thing to say. Oh about no, an that's athlete. that's ridiculous. But you know, as <laughs> he's not. <laughs> the problem is some players think they're smarter than they are. Kyrie Irving, oh, LeBron, LeBron. You know, at least Jalen's not hosting a show called The Shop where he comes out there and says ridiculous things all the time. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited to watch Jalen play and. You know, the contract is what it is. The NBA yeah. is known for overpaying players. I mean, we can just look back at Evan Turner. Oh, yeah. That's, and then there are some other ones that offseason that are just the Washington Wizards are still paying for <laughs> terribly. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to move on. The first season, or the this is the last podcast before the season actually starts. <laughs> the last podcast before the season actually starts, so we figured we could do something quick, like a quick over under, a few quick answers to questions, not too many, but kind of the burning questions that need answering before the season actually starts. Right. And so we'd figured we'd we'd bang that out real quick. Over under Celtics players that average fifteen points per game or more. I have it at three and a half. Okay. Um I'm gonna take the over here. Uh, I think obviously Kemba, Jason Tatum, and I mean, uh, and Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown can do that with just them four. That's what I have. Um, very possible. It depends on playing. T- I mean, Enos Cantor is a is a good offensive player as well. It just depends on his minutes uh, to see if he can get up there. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, those are four really good wing players. Uh, I mean, obviously outside of Kemba, those are three really good win- uh, wing players that you know. Their first thing is to score, so we're gonna see if they they can they can put their foot on the gas and take that jump as a team and uh, and make it happen. Yeah, I think it's gonna be four as well, and I think one of the reasons it's gonna happen is I I have a lot of faith in Gordon Hayward this season. Right, I think he's back. I think he's an all star. Um, he may not be Utah Gordon Hayward pre max money, mm-hmm. but I think he's if he's any kind of. In, in the proximity of it, like around 85%, 90%, where mm-hmm. we have one of the better players in the East, and 15 points is nothing to somebody that good. I think Tatum has to. Has to. If he's, yeah. yeah, come on. I mean, Gordon, in my opinion, is the most important player on the Celtics this season. Tatum's too, because Kemba's going to get his. Kemba's a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see how the Celtics can do well if Gordon Hayward or Jason Tatum don't score more than 15 points a game. And I think Gordon also has the opportunity where he's going to come in 
with the second unit and unit and become kind of the playmaker primary ball handler and he looked like in some of the preseason games he had taken over Al Horford's role as the facilitator mm. up top where they can now use a small forward to kind of function in the Al Horford role for all the you know the passing and mm-hmm. etc setting picks and yeah. rolling to the basket yeah deal. exactly so I think it's just going to be a smaller team I don't think Cantor was going to get enough minutes to have that's 15. the problem yeah now I mean this won't happen, I don't think, but Carson Edwards can score. Yeah. So, I mean, 15 points a game off the bench is a lot, but there's the possibility he moves himself into being the actual sixth man. Yeah. And that and gives he, you, what, 30 minutes? Yeah, if he gets 30 minutes a game, I mean, uh, and I he's probably coming in with the role to just shoot. Yeah. If, if if he's coming in, that means it's probably going to be with a bunch of other younger players, and he's the one that just doesn't – he has no red light. Right. He just is ripping every yeah. time he's out there. Yeah. So, hey, maybe I don't think he's going to average. I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he averaged like 12 and a half points a game Okay, as a rookie, which is pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. So the other big one, I find that one the most interesting and I think sneaky the most important. Yeah. Because I think that just proves. And like Jalen, I guess we were kind of just criticizing him, but he should average 15 a game. Yeah. Again. He's going to get his shots. I mean, if you're getting that much money, you better average 15 points a game. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. Come on. All right. So over under on Celtics wins wins this year. Vegas has him at 50. Okay. Which is outrageous. Yeah. I mean. You, are you like the over? Yeah. But we have it. at We set it at 52 and a half. Okay. Because 50 is so ludicrous. Vegas is just giving Celtics fans money. All of the money. 52 and a half is more reasonable to me, mm-hmm. and I'm still going over. Gotcha. I have them as the two seed in the East. So you're going to get 55, 56? I got 56. Okay. Yeah. 50, yeah, 56. What's that? That's, that's pretty reasonable, yeah, I, I think. I think it is, yeah. Because the East got weaker. Yeah, it did. And the Celtics, we lost Al Horford, but it's not... We lose Al Horford, but if we gain... Gordon Hayward... 100%, yeah. We're, we're better. Yeah. I, I just don't see... I don't see why people aren't making that connection. Gotcha. But no, I think I think 53 wins is very attainable. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think? I think it's going to be really close. Uh, I'll take the under, actually. If we're going to have it at 52, I'd see us winning 50 or 51 games this year. Um, I'd have it as the three seed, maybe the four seed, depending on, uh, on what Indiana Pacers do or the Miami Heat do, see if they get clicking down there. But um, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, Kawhi went over to the... West, so the you know the team that dominated us last year almost every game, Toronto Raptors. That should be three wins for us right there. Um, um, you know, so I you know I think, it, but I I still think we're, there's going to be chemistry issues early in the year. Um, I think there is going to be an adjustment period to start, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're hovering around 500 after the first 10 games. Yeah, I mean this first week we're walking. I mean this schedule is not. If two and one is the worst we should be, and then again, there are a lot of really fucking bad teams. There are, these. there are, but we played down to their level last year. We, yeah, we, last year we lost. Yeah, but we we are, don't know. We don't know. I guess we don't know. <laughs> I just, I just last year you, it was tangible, right? How much there was just so there was so much discomfort around the team. We were talking about horror movies before. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how the Studio A24 yeah, yeah, atmospheric. make atmospheric <laughs> very, these kind of movies that make you deeply uncomfortable. Right. 
the Celtics roster last year yeah. was an A24 horror movie. I was deeply discomforted <laughs> every single time I watched them play. The same chills that ran run up my back when I watch a movie like Midsummer ran up my back when I was watching the third Tip quarter off, of the right? Celtics. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I see the Celtics getting, I have them at 56. You have them at 50, I'll 51. I'll say 51. Okay. Um, so this is something I think that's going to be very important. We kind of touched on it before, but which rookie do you think will contribute the most this season? I think Carson Edwards is obviously the rookie that is on everyone's mind. Everyone's talking about how he's going to be a great six man, but you know what? Nobody knows. There's a reason he went in this early in the second round. Yeah. I'm guessing it's his defense is pre- pretty awful. Yes. Um, he's short. He's, yes. His defense will be an issue, and now keep him off the the court. I and mean, he doesn't, if, and he's not a playmaker. Right. But the guy can shoot. The guy can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. He's an instant bucket. Yeah. So I think Carson Edwards is the safe play, but just to go against the grain, maybe I'll just say Grant Williams. Maybe he'll be, um, you know. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't know much about his game. I, I don't know a lot he's, of these. He's like 6'6". Six, six. It's a 6'6 six, six power forward, right? So yeah. he's undersized for his position or Very a small forward. Um, I don't know. Is he Does he set good picks? Is he a good three-point shooter? He can score. I mean, he was two-time SEC player of the year. Tennessee, right? Tennessee, okay. yeah. He was a volunteer. He's also a good guy. So <laughs> um, I think you could be on to something there because I see him playing with mostly – the veteran players. Yeah, okay. I don't see him being out there with a lot of the other younger players. Uh, I think eventually, I think eventually he'll, uh, his role will expand to play with more of the starting lineup. And that's just my gut. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to go on. Right, that right. Way. But I just think he's a mature player. I think his game is very sound. And I think if you put him in a situation where he is, you know, working with the, the more experienced players, he's going to find a really great little role. Mm-hmm. Or he may just end up getting easy buckets, right? And you know, just playing playing up to a level with the talent he's surrounded by. I mean, so Carson Edwards is the easy choice again because you know he hit eight three pointers in a quarter. Yeah, uh, but it's not like you know Waters had twenty seven that game right. I think too, and he could score. He's nimble. He right. is filthy. He is agile. I like him a lot. I'm going with my boy Romeo, though. Uh, okay. I think eventually when he gets back, this guy gets buckets. That's what he does. He gets buckets. Right. And he's silky smooth. Mm-hmm. Plus, he can jump out of the gym. I don't know. I just see such a great role for him eventually. Maybe it's not until later. And obviously, this kid catches injuries right. so fast. We haven't seen much of him. Yeah. I mean... He played, what, eight minutes in the preseason? I think so, And he yeah. played th- four healthy games in college. I mean, he recovered from one surgery, came back, injured himself, got a little better, injured himself. So maybe he has to work his shit out in Portland with Taco. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> him playing in the D-League will just be stupid. Be he's going to score every time. So I don't know. I think eventually he'll work his way into... A big role. There's a reason why he was a lottery pick. Right. You know, when you're the a top five high school recruit, you obviously can contribute when everybody's begging you to come play on their college roster and you're a one and done. Carson Edwards did four years at Purdue. So talent talent in my view always wins out. Mm-hmm. And it all in my opinion, it usually I would say like eighty five percent of the time works out over just pure gut and yeah. will and 
mean, Carson Edwards can really shoot, so he's probably going to score the most points out of every rookie. Mm-hmm. So I guess if that's your way of looking at contribution, then yeah, it's probably going to be Carson Edwards. But eventually, I think the roles that will be carved out is that is that Romeo is going to get a lot of get a lot of run. Mm-hmm. Um, who leads the team in scoring this year? This probably is a pretty easy question, but I guess it's worth worth asking. And not after you say who I know you're probably going <laughs> to say, I want to know how many points you think he's going to score a game. Okay, so obviously it's probably Kemba Walker. Yep. Uh, the guy, I don't know what he was averaging last year with Charlotte. I think it was like 28, 29. That'll probably come down a little bit because he yeah. has a lot more talent around him and he won't get, he'll get probably the same amount of you shots. You mean but Al Jefferson's not playing? <laughs> um, but I honestly do think that Jason Tatum will be challenging him. I actually, I, I, I expect Jason to take the jump this year. That's the most important thing I think that this team needs. I know Gordon Hayward is going to be playing as well, but I think in order for this team to succeed, Jason Tatum needs to take that jump. I need him to be shooting. Uh, I need him to be going to the basket, and I need him to his threes to start falling again like they were his rookie year. Um, I have, so I'll have Kemba averaging, uh, 20, 23, but I'm going to have, uh, Tatum averaging 21.5 right, right, right in that range. You're pretty close to me, man. Wow. I had, uh, I have Kemba at 23 and a half. I have Tatum at 21. Gotcha. And then I have Gordon at like, I'm going to go with a nice 19.2. Yeah. Two. Yeah, I want what, that point two in there. That's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping it doesn't turn into like, oh, I'm Gordon. I, I have sobriety here. I'm the all star. Yeah. I'm going to take more shots than you. I well, just, I just want it to be a cohesive unit. Well, that's Everyone. what I think is going to end up happening. I think everybody on this team, I think this team is tightened enough where they're not going to be looking for their own, especially now that Tatum just saw that Jalen Brown was rewarded with that kind of money. Yeah. For even not, not putting up tons and tons of points and really not. I mean, stat sheet filler, not really. It doesn't get many yeah, assists. So, what I'm saying is now Tatum realizes that if he just contributes in the best way he can, he's going to get his money too. True. So, I mean, the, the fact is, though, if Tatum even doesn't get his contract, we'll match it and he's going to get max money anyway. Exactly. So, because the skill level is so high. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have, I do have Kemba leading the team in scoring. He's definitely not going to take as many shots as he did last year. Uh, I think he was like third in the league in shot percentage wow. or something crazy. And he's a ball like he's a ball dominant player. He has the ball in his hand more than Kyrie does. Wow. Well, over his career. But then again, you're right, he played in Charlotte. So the talent is never really there. I mean, I think they had like Marvin Williams one year was probably this right, right. You know, one of the best players on the roster. So yeah, I, I Kemba's the obvious choice. And I guess we'll see what happens. I'm I'm kinda curious. How many points do you think he's gonna score in the first game? Kemba? Yeah, against the against Philly. Against the Philly. Uh, I mean, it depends on the type of game. He's he's not gonna, going to the basket. It's going to be tough for this little guy yeah, with how many Giants how many giants they have over there. So depends on if his jump shot and his three-point jump shot is uh, falling. But I'll, I'll I'll cap him off around 20. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough qu- – I'll, I'll put him at 25. 25? 25. Yeah, it's either for me I think he's going to score like 18 – Right. Or he's going to go Blow up a little bananas. Bit. 33. Yeah, just 36. try to show up and be like, yeah, I'm, this is my. I'm going to go middle of the road. I just It's a hard game to feel out. Yeah. It's a divisional game. First game opening, of the year. First game yeah. of the year. It's hard to say. So I'll just go middle of the road, 25. But no, I yeah, I think Kemba's going to have a good year. He's obviously going to be an all star again. I mean, he has to be. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to go Kemba, Tatum, Gordon, Jalen. And Jalen's going to be right around like 16. Yeah. 
and play. I'm assuming now that Jalen's paid, he's going to play a lot. His a defense lot. is going to be like way more, the intensity level on the defense. What did uh, I think Marcus fight? Uh, Marcus Smart said it was going to be like a dog fight. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm hyped. I love yeah, those man. kind of games. Oh yeah. All right, so you had you asked, what do you think Jason Tatum needs to do to make the jump? You already kind of explained it. I did. Um, you know, just less fadeaway two-point contested shots with your foot on the three-point line. Yeah. Um, going to the basket, drawing contact. I know you. he's been trying to get that drawn, that superstar treatment the last couple of years. It seemed like any time he was going to the basket, and even there was a slight bit about a little bit of uh, contact, he'd always – throw his hands up in the air and say, hey, where's my call? Uh, you can't expect that call. You have to earn him. And uh, I just need him to I need him to put on some muscle. I need him to put – just go, when he goes to the basket, like I just need him to go hard and not try to – not physically try to draw the contact. Just go to the basket and the contact will come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it seemed like he was trying to lean into the players a lot more last year, which, which threw off his uh, – his his layups like he was missing all of, even so he wasn't getting the contact and then he was missing the layup because yeah. he was focusing more on trying to draw the contact it's just go to hard to the basket try to sink it and if the contact is there it'll come and I, then yeah. the three pointer and then the three pointers you know you got to have a good percentage man you got to be close to 40% and you know that's that that that's where the jump will happen and well, the real issue was he was taking contested twos over you know open easy threes he essentially, because Brad Stevens is super analytical, right, when uh -huh. it comes. And a contested two or a long two is the worst shot in basketball. As I mean, of right now, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what do you, you can get an easy two if you try to get to the paint. Right, and or, maybe fa get, or foul. Yeah, or take a three. And let's say you, if you hit a three at 38% and you're hitting a deep two at, 42 if you take the same amount of shots like you're going to get more points with the three so it just makes more sense to take the three especially with the ability of the ball movement that the Celtics can possibly have this year they're going to be a lot more open three so when you get the three take it yes don't dick around no and you know at, you know the, the, everybody says he had the the Kobe issues Tatum came out and said Kobe didn't teach him any bad habits mm -hmm. We I know, begged it different. We know what happened. Yeah, but in the preseason, at least, he was really taking the ball to the basket, and it's in the he even said he took, he tried to make an improvement in that part of his game, right? Which makes me super excited to watch him play, and it does look like he bulked up a bit. Yes, not like a ton. No, he's, he's still going to be he's lanky. Not, he's not Shemi Ojale out no, there, but no. you know, he's not a, a truck. But even Kevin Durant put puts muscle on. I know mean, he's a lanky freak, but <laughs> yeah. he's, you still gotta you gotta you gotta hit the gym. And so when you do go to the basket, you draw it and you you finish. Don't aim to get the contact. Aim to make the layup, and then if the contact yeah. comes, it comes. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's pretty easy. I it, and the the fucked up part is, last year he knew what he had to do to get mm -hmm. better. We knew what he had to do to get better, and then he didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't get that. No. I don't get that. And, you know, this year, maybe he's finally listening to the people around him being like, hey, just hit better threes, improve your ball handling a bit, and attack the basket. Mm -hmm. Put on a couple pounds. Right. I think that's, ultimately, I think that's why he is going to take the jump. I just don't know if it's going to be, he's not going to be a mega star by the end of the year. But, I mean, he's going to be one of the better players in the uh, league. Mm -hmm. And maybe, possibly, the best player on the Celtics. You know, I mean, it's not a... Not an it's not an outlandish thought. No. People in his rookie season were saying he has the potential to be a top five player in the NBA. Right. So, 
if he overtakes Kemba, that's just great for the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Plus, they're both Jordan guys, so Absolutely. they'll probably be super hyped for each other. Right. I'm excited. And Kemba, you know, he, he wants his teammates to be good. He doesn't – maybe you're, – you're, you're not going to win a championship with Kemba Walker as your best player. Nope. I love Kemba Walker, but that's just not going to happen. He needs to be the second or third option. So Jason and Gordon need to make that jump. Yeah, and I mean, and frankly, Jaylen, now that he's getting you're paid. not going to win a title with anybody. Like, I don't know if you can win a title. Well, it's been done recently, but I can't think of it too many times. How many times has a team won a title with the best player being a point guard? Steph. That's all I can think Steph, about. Steph, yeah. But that's our, that's our. And that was one title, and then it was Durant. And then it was Durant, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can have a sm- undersized point guard be your best player to win a title. So you will need Jason Tatum to make a step. Like a huge jump, not yeah, a step. I know, but I don't know. I think it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch. I think he should, and specifically this week, I think there's a chance against Philly that he's the main guy mm-hmm. because who are they gonna throw at him? Tobias Harris. Yeah. Good luck. How's Ben Simmons' defense? I don't know. It's it's yeah. Well, I don't know it's who decent. Simmons Simmons will probably try to match up with Jalen. I, I I think. Yeah. I guess it depends on what they do. I mean, I'm interested to see what Brad Stevens... I mean, we don't even know who's starting. I know. So, I mean, with I think with Philly, it's kind of obvious who will start. But with the Celtics, I don't know if it's completely known who's going to start. I mean, we don't even know who the center is going to be. Mm-hmm. We, I think we know it's not going to be Cantor because he's already come out and said he's okay with coming off the bench. So right, that sounds right. like some somebody asked him right. if he was okay with coming off the bench. So... It's the Celtics. It's hard to predict what the Celtics are going to do against Philly in a sense because we don't know what they're going to do because it's Brad Stevens and he could completely out game plan Brett Brown. See the reason. One of the reasons I think the Sixers are a fraudulent team is because I think the coach is a hack and a joke. Brett Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible coach. Terrible. Wow. He sucks. Interesting. I f- I think he's one of the more trash coaches in the league. Wow. I think he's and he's a New Englander. I feel oh, bad no. saying it. Yeah. He of his Boston accent. I just, <laughs> I don't see it with the guy. I think he mismanages a lot of the game. I, I I really think they may have all the talent in the world, right? I don't know if this is the right guy to orchestrate what they can do. And I think I think it's going to be interesting to watch how Philly approaches the game against us, because ultimately, their their best player is a big man, and we don't really have one that mm-hmm. could defend them. So who the who's going to cover and beat Tice? All right. What I mean, whatever. Let him score. Let him get twos. Mm-hmm. We'll hit threes. Right. Like, I don't know if this double big man old school basketball is going to work. And if they were to have a more innovative coach, maybe they would be able to do something interesting. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. And I'm as you said before, how the fuck is Ben Simmons going to score? I don't know. Like, how's he going to drive the? They're going to have to just run pick and roll after pick and yeah. roll. And I guess Al Horford can do that, but I. The other thing is with this game against the Sixers, Brad Stevens, after years of coaching the guy, probably will know how to neutralize Al Horford, especially in mm-hmm. the pick and roll. That's true. So I guess we'll see what happens. But as you said, Al Horford may be their best three-point shooter. Yeah. And I'm interested. I guess what I'm trying to say is we're watching two teams that we don't really know how they're going to play yet, and that's when it comes down to coaching. Yeah. And I think Brad Stevens will be able to maximize his roster, and Brett Brown won't. 
And I think that will be the big difference in opening night Mm -hmm. because I think there's going to have to be more feeling out what's happening with the Sixers because their coach isn't as good. That's frankly why I think we're going to win opening night. I feel you. And I don't know if it's – I'm not expecting a really close game. Gotcha. I am, actually. You are? Well, that's why we're talking. Exactly. Yeah, what what do you think about opening night? What do you think is going to happen? Um – I think it's going to be a a dogfight, like Marcus Smart said. It's, I think it's not going to be a crazy high-scoring game. I think it will be two teams that are just kind of going back and forth, getting used to the new uh, everything that's around them. You know, um, no Jimmy Butler, and now uh, Al Horford. No Kyrie Irving, now Kemba Walker. So it's a lot of players that are going to have to get used to their new teammates. I think the offense is going to be a little stagnant on both ends. Um, defense will just kind of shine through as, as it does. Our defense was awful last year. Um, so I actually do give the edge to Philly just because I think they ha- they just have a, a few of the better players in the si- and proven players in the situation like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I mean Joel Embiid can have a great game, but um, to be I, I, for a final score prediction for the for the game, I, I see it in the the 90s, and I see it being like a two or three point game, like a 97, okay. 95 game or something like that. I'm thinking 96, 88 Celtics. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I guess if you really look at it right, and we could do this really quickly, if you could take, if we did a little draft of the top players of this, both rosters, mm-hmm. Embiid won. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, then who's two? Kemba, Tatum. Simmons. Simmons. Simmons to Al, me. I mean. No, fuck Al. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going probably in terms of actual in-game performance, I'm going to go with Kemba. Okay. And then Simmons or Tatum. Or Jalen, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or Gordon. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I just don't think Simmons is a half a player, dude. He can't shoot. Right. So until he can shoot, I'm not taking him over somebody that can shoot. That's true. That's That's fair. That's just, so I think the Celtics may have better players. Yeah. Maybe like I would go maybe Embiid first and then uh, Kemba Jason next. Flip-flop them too if you want. And then then Simmons, then Gordon. That's how I would look at it. Then I'd take Al. I don't think Al's better than Gordon Hayward. Right. Especially, I mean, if Gordon's even, 85% of Gordon is better than Al Horford. That's my view. I may be wrong. I think Al's great. I think he's a good glue piece or whatever, but right. I just don't think, you know, we need to we if we're talk, building a roster, and that's why I think the Celtics are a better team plus our coach is better. Yeah. Anyway, next game, Toronto. <laughs> we're in Toronto Friday night 7 o'clock in Boston, first home game for the Seas. Okay. Um obviously we don't know starting lineups yet, but uh Siakam Siak- just got the bag. Yes, he, he did. Money. Uh did he get more than Jalen? Uh I don't remember off the top of my head. Probably did. I, I think it was close. We'll just ballpark it and say yeah, it was Yeah, I'm, I'm off the in- I have no access to the internet right mm-hmm. now, so I'm gotcha. trying to go through the memory bank. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to take uh, the Celtics. Just a quick preview of this game. Uh, again, in, in Boston, uh, it's going to be going crazy. Obviously, the Raptors lost their best player in Kawhi Leonard. I don't even have the Raptors making the playoffs this year. Uh, we were getting bullied hard by them last year. Um, well, I think we lost every game on the road, and I think they stole one from here as yeah. well, and I think we won one, a close game. Um, but I think it's our revenge year against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I think we're going to roll them. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, it's just going to be a dog, not a, do- a dogfight. No, uh, the think opposite just, of a dogfight. Exactly. Fight. And, uh, you know, I, I like Siakam, but I don't know how he is as the number one one option on a basketball team um, yeah I, I don't think he is a number one option on a basketball you know, team. he's so. gonna have to fall into that real quickly because he kind of yeah. just got paid like it oh i know 
I um, think it was a dumb move. I think I agree with you. Toronto's going to lose. Yes. I think the Celtics are starting off 3-0 because then the next game. Oh, also, we're in the Garden opening night. Kemba, everybody's so right. Ready. They're just ready to exhale the Kyrie era right. out of them. And I think the place Breath is going like, to be fucking bananas. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I do think the home home court's going to be going nuts. You're going to be night. able to hear the Garden from like Lovejoy Wharf. It's going to be so loud. <laughs> um, real quick on Siakam, though. Do you think they had to do it, the Raptors? Yeah, though. they had they, to sign them. They had to do it. I mean, they their hands were tied. You have a potential really good player in your building. Yeah. You have to give them the big bucks. Well, you have to pay him, and then you also you have to pay them, pay him because one, you just lost your best player. Yeah. Two, if you're a potential free agent, are you going to want to sign with Toronto? You're you're up there in the winter, right? And now Toronto's an incredible city, and you know it, it should be a bigger market. Plus, you know. I don't know what the dollar exchange would be. I don't know what it is either. Yeah, but it's actually, I think it would be bad for the player, but regardless. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I just don't see, like, it took how long to get free agents to want to come to Boston? Mm -hmm. It's going to be tougher to get them to go to Toronto, especially now that you don't have Kawhi, so you have to sign Siakam. Yeah. Yeah. If you draft somebody that has that kind of potential, you have to pay them. You have to. So Toronto made the right decision, and if I were in Toronto's shoes, I would have done the same thing, just based on, like, you need to. You have to. Now, do I think he's the the centerpiece of a dominant franchise in the future? No. I could be wrong. Yeah. I've watched him play. He's good. But I guess we'll see what he does. Yeah. But I don't know. I wouldn't have given him, like, crazy money. But that's if I were paying him in a perspective of another market. Like, if I were the Celtics and we had Siakam, I don't know if I would have given him that much money. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, Toronto had to do it. And... I don't know how it's going to work out for them. They need to get younger too. Yeah. So Lowry's not getting any younger. Gasol's no, not getting any younger. No. 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 So no. yeah, you have to pay the guy. And like I mentioned on our uh, predictions, like you know, Marcus was part of the Memphis Grizzlies, and they were one of the worst teams in the league. And you have Mike Kyle Lowry instead of Mike Conley. So like it's just like I have a, I have a feeling they're just going to be a bottom team. I mean, granted yeah. they were in the West and they're playing powerhouses yeah. almost every yeah. single night. Yeah. Uh, they'll be able to beat the Hornets out here. They'll be able to beat the Knicks out here. But uh, I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So I think we're going to also roll them. speaking of a bottom team, the third team we're playing this week yes. is in fact the New York Knicks. James Dolan's miscarriage. Yes, and that uh, is uh, on a Saturday night on uh, back-to-back, our first back-to-back of the year. Hey. Yeah. Uh, we could probably beat them starting our rookies. <laughs> uh, yes, the Knicks are in a bad place. Um, you know, I, I I think they do have some playmakers, and especially since it's early in the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of joking. I actually do like a lot of the players. Right, and it could be fo- – I mean, I, like, I know I just mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies, but I think through, like, ten games last year, they were in, like, first place in the West, some, or, like, yeah. through, like, eight games. So, I mean, a lot of these games, we could lose to the Knicks. Like, don't get me wrong. It's very – especially this early – you know, until the Knicks lose eight in a row or whatever, like they're still their their spirits are still going to be high. They're going to want to go out yeah. there and win. Julius Randle is good. I like Julius Randle, I like Julius Randle a lot. Uh, Mark Marcus Morris, you know, he could he was people hate him here in Boston now, but he was super hot last year, especially at the oh, start yeah. of the season. He no, was, and now when the Knicks is going to be able to just shoot the shit out of the ball. Oh too. my God, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna be looking. He's not gonna be pass first over there. And they have uh, Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell Robinson yes. is nasty. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing with the Knicks, though. I don't understand why they built the roster this way. They have all this great young talent, and then they went out and signed all these, you know, like seven and a half players out yeah. of ten. You know what I yeah. mean? And right now, it looks like they could start all. 
they have so many power forwards and big men. I mm-hmm. just I don't understand the roster construction. I feel like if you're a team, you should either go very young or try to win. Right. I don't see a point in, you know, you're not going to appease your fan base, James Dolan, by signing Julius Randle. Yeah. You guys were out there big game hunting. <laughs> you failed. Failed big time. You essentially, instead of bringing home a fucking lion, you brought home an elk. Yeah. What It, it was a trash offseason for them. It proved why they're, they've really just ruined the good name of the New York Knicks. Madison Square Garden is now second to the Barclays Center. Right. The Nets are now the team in New York City. Yeah. James Dolan decided, I, I just don't get what they're doing. Yeah. But I, I don't see them, the Celtics even, having any issue with the Knicks. I do like a lot of the Knicks' young players, though. Mm-hmm. But are they going to play? Yeah, yeah. Like, are they, they better? But I would like to see a starting lineup of all their young players. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. They whiffed on all their free agent dreams that they had this year, but they had to fill out the roster. So you go and spend money on Julius Randle. You go and spend money on Marcus Morris. You go and spend money on... uh, Yeah, they signed somebody else. There was another person that they signed. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But... um, They have rosters on this thing? I'm blanking on who they drafted. Right. Who was the guy they drafted third? Taj Gibson? Yeah, they fucking signed Taj Gibson. Who was the other guy they draft? Who did they draft though? I can't remember. It's not Duke. Um, oh, uh, the guy, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. So yeah, and they got Trier and Barrett. Right. So they they do have some playmakers. Again, I'm not counting the Knicks out of this game. Um, I think we're actually going to have an easier time with Toronto the the game before and. Uh, the Knicks are are coming off of a back to back as well, uh, so we are the, we are back to backs against each other. So oh, okay. they will be tired. We'll be tired. They have home court advantage, but Boston to New York is nothing as far as travel goes. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, I mean, what is it, a 45 minute flight? Yeah, it's yeah. like legit on the Wick Wick Express. <laughs> I I, uh, I don't know. I the Knicks frustrate me. I, you know, they should be starting Trier, Barrett, Mitchell. Uh, or Robinson, excuse me, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't they shouldn't be fucking around with these like n- middle of the road players. Like sign Julius Randle, mm-hmm. it's a good signing. Don't keep signing, you know, Marcus Morris is now going to take away shots from R.J. Barrett. Like it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Anyway, I think I got the Celtics going three and zero to start the season. Maybe called me uh, through my green colored glasses an optimist, green teamer. I will say this: I'm probably the most pessimistic person I know. I know. I'm very negative. <laughs> I think it's just the the opening season excitement. The jitters, Maybe that's absolutely. why I'm happy. If I'm wrong next week, I'm going to be morose. Yes. You're all going to hate me. <laughs> so anyway, do you got anything you want to say about the rest of the week? No, no. I'm just excited for tip-off. Um, just basketball's back. It's a great sport. It's it, it's I, I, I love it. It's just such a good like background. I mean, yeah, you can watch the game front to back. I, I do with the Celtics, but, you know, I'm going to throw on the Clippers-Lakers tonight, uh, go on my computer, and just and, uh, watch the anarchy take take, take place. So <laughs> Yeah, watch the West just beat the shit out of each exactly, other. Exactly, exactly. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Basketball's back, too. I'm excited to watch tonight, tomorrow, the rest of the week. I'm going to get the... Uh, no the, days off. I'm going to start using that TV package I paid all that money Atta for. Babe. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the basketball season. If the Celtics don't go 3-0 and next week, y'all can make fun of me in the next <laughs> podcast. All right, well, I'm Devin Shaw. Uh, I'm Terry Samaras. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.